0: And now, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing.
1: Hello and welcome to the ninth season of Down the Garden Path where each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author, Matthew Dressing.
0: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens which are sustainable and low maintenance and we want to help you make it happen. That's right and happy first day of spring everyone
1: and to kick off spring we're talking all about easy care perennials and we're joined by returning guest Don Golliher from Gardens Plus. What easy care perennials do you grow or do you want to grow? We'd love to hear from you uh, about which ones ro- grow best for you wherever you are in North America. You can write us at down the garden path podcast at hotmail.com. And don't forget to stick around for the end of the show for our new stepping stone segment, where we will answer more listener questions and give you timely tips for what to do in your garden and landscapes right now.
0: That's right. So just before Don joins us, uh, Don is the owner of Gardens Plus, (laughs) located in Donwood, two kilometers east of Peterborough, Ontario. Gardens Plus was established in 1995 as a garden installation business, with its retail, retail location opening in 1997. So here in 2023, we're celebrating the 26th season of Gardens Plus. Dawn's focus is on growing easy care perennials so you can enjoy your gardens and not just work them. So welcome back to the show, Don. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Yes, our audience, has, we have been very blessed, has grown uh, since we have uh, had you last. So why don't we start out uh, telling us what inspired you to start Gardens Plus and go into the business of growing perennials (laughs) 26 years ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) how long's the show
2: (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) just joking um so originally when gardens plus was registered it was actually 1995 but it was a garden installation business and then um the garden installation business was trying to source good perennials in our area and um other things Uh, shrubs and different things like that and uh we decided to um at our previous property grow them for the customer base and then this property came up for sale and we moved out here to grow on more and his um my spouse's um customers were basically asking where you got the products and we were saying we were growing them. Well, can we, you know, then the, the name thing would start anyways, long story short um, in 1997 in the spring, um, we decided to retail, but just on weekends, it was very small. Mm. And um, I think in 1999, we started actually at that point, we did a little catalog and started shipping across Canada. Um, which we don't do anymore um basically uh COVID how do I say this COVID (laughs) made me realize that the business um and a lot of other things were coming before a lot of other uh life choices yeah (laughs) um right like it was it was it was It was too much and something had to give. So the easiest thing to give, unfortunately, was the most successful part of the business because the mail order was 65% of the business. Um, But it took every waking hour that the business wasn't open retail to do all the work that was happening behind the scenes, getting the the yeah. orders prepared to ship right so in yeah. 2021 we just did central ontario we kind of went slowly but it was the hardest business decision we've had to make and did mm. not want to disappoint our customers right um but the local has embraced us which is amazing so it's um it, it's really nice to see your customers faces i mean it's really nice to yeah. get the nice emails but it's really nice to to get to see the customers faces and and uh okay. yeah we know what gardening does for people
1: yeah uh, for sure for yeah. sure so have that and then you've been I'm sure then that makes you have to put more resources into growing that local business right yep yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's but
2: it's it's been interesting because let's just talk about COVID for a minute um yeah. <laughs> in 2021 so remember I used to mail order so I had a, a well-oiled working machine which is my website that worked like some of the sorry yeah. Amazon shopping cart all that stuff you know people could pay put in when they wanted stuff shipped blah 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 or picked up and then um a lot of the nurseries that had to pivot in 2020 didn't have that and we didn't know like we didn't even know up to like two weeks before we were supposed to be opening retail that we could open retail because the government hadn't like you know it was all new right so um we had worked it out with anybody that had put in an order in for pickup that we would do curbside pickup. And then all of a sudden the government said that we could open. And then it was like, whoa. So the, I had to learn how to, how to take the sharpen cart basically away from the website because it was just, it was going nuts too much for us to all manage. Mm. And, um, you know, social distancing, all that stuff. Um, so with that, a lot of people in our area found us that didn't know about us. Wow. Even though we've been in business for like, you know, 20 whatever years it was yeah. at that point, yeah, it was really interesting, you know, thanks to Google and whatever else.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but anyways, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. And um, so I still operate the website. I open it up for sort of a pre pickup order. Um, this year we opened it up in February. Last year it was for three weeks. I just have an order, an amount of orders in line that I can hold in my, holding greenhouse like okay it's separate Mm -hmm. from the where I sell from because I have to pull the stuff that's previously purchased um it was literally 48 hours and I got those orders so I had to shut it down again but it's
1: all still there
2: all the products still available right because I didn't let anything sell out yeah right yep Um, anyways yeah so it's really neat so yeah, cool.
1: That's great. Well, I yeah. think it shows you the value of a really good website. So you had that where some of the bigger nurseries didn't and they were trying to figure it out, you know, and uh, the, I know the chaos was of the lines, uh, and you know, were just ridiculous. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that's, that's definitely so hopefully you still managed to thrive the business through the pandemic. Yep. Um, yep. It was, it was yeah,
2: yeah. For that reason. Yeah, 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 man, so. I, I kept it. I mean, I'm just, man, I'm keeping it. Um, I'm pivoting it to make it more manageable you know because we're all going through the same things with staffing and all that kind of stuff so all that stuff as well and I grow Mm -hmm. here on sites which is really good I grow some of the stuff we actually have on in stock in the the field which is great but obviously the stuff we're going to be talking about today none of that none of that is is growing in the field it's coming from the growers because it's all brand new this year.
1: <laughs> brand new. So are you excited yeah. about some new
2: things? Oh, I'm very excited. Yes. Always, right? Yeah. Excellent. And you're <laughs> well, you're still focusing
1: stopped. on, yeah, I know. You're still focusing on the easy care perennials, right? Yep. 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 And then we've added a lot of natives because that's where um,
2: oh, there's a lot of. Yeah. So we're sort we're still picky. We don't want the natives that recede all over the place or spread like crazy or or whatever or need lots of water, all those kinds of things. Because to us, that's not easy care. Um, but yeah. So we have a whole
0: section now on natives as well. Oh, wonderful. Okay. wonderful yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So as we talk about easy care perennials I think you kind of touched on it there you know not reseeding obviously invasive and spreading or taking over um, and not requiring a lot's amount of water but is there anything else that you would add to your definition of easy care perennials?
2: Oh let me see so hardiness um, my two little second blurb on that is no matter where you're growing know your zone and then um, make sure that your When you're shopping for your perennials, look at the tags because a lot of the tag companies, uh, they're plastic companies that are producing the tags and they usually are the U.S. zones. So if our zone, for example, in Peterborough or 5B, um, if I'm looking at a U.S. tag and it says it's 5B, it's mm-hmm. actually 6B. You have to add mm-hmm. one.
0: Yeah, so you uh-huh. have to
2: be really so when um I wanna only sort of sell from here stuff that's hardy for my customers in my, you know, area, which is I'm yeah. gonna have lots of customers in Durham in your area as well. Um so I want to make sure that I'm I'm kind of covering from like zone Canadian, zone three up to five. And I have the odd thing that's six, um, but I'll make sure that when people are, you know, checking out, so to speak, with their plants that they know where to put that kind of thing but there's not very much that I carry that's six I can't even actually think of anything off off <laughs> the top of my head but <laughs> but yeah so I mean we're we're talking to people here people are listening and they're all over the the chart with the zoning so just make sure yes. that you're tag tag wise you know the hardiness thing mm-hmm. um things that don't spread things that just uh sort of you know they clump and they um just get bigger and bigger every year um it's perfect yeah I think that's yeah. pretty things that don't need staking I don't mm. like to have to stake things I don't want things to fall over if yeah. they all t- they are tall I want them to stay up on their own okay that's
0: good yeah,
1: yeah I'm not a fan of that the good old delphiniums uh. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but they're so pretty no they are. are oh for yeah, sure they are they are,
1: they are so yeah. that's what makes it a hard decision mm-hmm. for yeah. sure
0: um so we do have a few listener or a couple of listener questions oops sorry oh there we go uh ken has written in uh just i think more of a comment uh high garden path so don doesn't ship at all anymore thank you so ken just writing in sad to hear that you're you're not shipping anymore i get emails every day yeah Yeah,
2: every day
0: it's so you know yeah Yes, Ken. Now you need to go.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) Ken. You need to go visit her, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Sherry's also written in. um, Hi, Matt and Joanne. Happy spring. Does Garden Plus Gardens Plus have uh, a newsletter available that they can follow you on?
2: I do newsletters, but honestly, I don't do as many newsletters as I post on Facebook and Instagram just because it's a lot quicker and faster and Mm. doesn't take my time away from the business, other stuff and personal that needs to happen. Um, So, yes, please sign up for the newsletter and actually knowing that, you know, you're not going to get them weekly. It's more um, I, I probably send out six a year. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, like, almost yeah. like seasonally and yeah some quick seasonal tips and what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Cool. And when the pre-ordering opens and when it shuts down and um, you know, merry Christmas, happy New Year's and when I do put the website up and everything, all the pricing's there so people can see it. Yeah. That stuff
1: in my hours. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, Sherry. So, and they would find your newsletter on your website, right? Yep. Gardensplus.ca. Right yep.
2: Mm-hmm. yep.
1: So there you go. Excellent. And uh, Bob has written us just to say that uh, he cannot wait to get out there to plant and he loves our advice every week. So thank you, Bob. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kudos to you too. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's right. So which perennials would you like to start talking about? Did you want to start with natives or will I end with natives? What do you think?
2: Um, I actually don't have any natives in coming in that are new. Okay, um, I can tell you a couple of my favorites. Um, prairie smoke obviously is always a really good seller. Um, I love it. I love Nate. I love the natives that can handle like full sun to part shade. I like when they can handle two or three different, um, lighting areas, um, and that are obviously drought, drought tolerant. Um, it doesn't recede for me. It actually takes a long time to get a plant that's a flowering size, um, but prairie smoke. Um, what else? I really, I know ostrich fern. So here we go. It spreads, right? But it's Mm -hmm. tall. I love the foliage of ostrich fern. I love, um, Obviously, the fiddleheads in the spring, some people grow it just for that. Um, it's a, a great backdrop, um, mm-hmm. the back of hostas, you know, yeah. and you can control them. It's not like, um, you know, some things that spread. You Basically, can, can, yeah. Yeah, they can get out from underneath you, so to speak. These ones, when, you know, they they start moving around or whatever, you could just get in there and put them some, somewhere else or give them to a friend or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to think, Oh, hepatica. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess I can't talk a lot longer on natives. I love hepatica. It's my favorite. Um, And then Virginia bluebells is another one.
0: Now Mm.
2: Virginia bluebells are friend So they, um, they come up. I love putting them between hostas because they come up and they're blooming. And then when they're done blooming and they start um, slowing down and disappearing, that's when the hostas come up. So Uh they disappear totally. Yes. So you won't know where they are until like next spring. So you kind of right. got to remember where they are. And they're quite <laughs> weird if you do dig them up. A lot of people wouldn't recognize what they, they look like. Uh, um, okay. But they're gorgeous, especially like a blanket of them. We have them, um, the path when you leave the greenhouse area at the back, we have them all down in between all the hostas um, in the part shade there. And it's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And love, they would be I part shade too. to shade? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the first um, new printing I was going to talk about is actually one that um, I had to be, I had, I kept staring at it and staring at it and staring at it um, when the growers, you know, put out their new stuff because I'm not, I love a still but I, what I don't love about a still is it likes constant moisture. So to me, that's not really easy care, but this newest is is called dark side of the moon and, mm-hmm. um, and it's a dark-leafed astilbe, has purple flowers. So their their flowers are like more like plumes. They're uh, fluffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the foliage is a deep, deep burgundy chocolate, which is cool. Yeah,
0: which is yeah. very cool because I, really yeah, I always cool. think of, like, snake root. Very
2: yeah, nice. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sympathos Fuga. And it's funny. I mean, it's not called Sympathos Fuga anymore. No, they keep changing the name. I think there's I been know. three or four changes. And I'm like give it up i know it as symphasifuger <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and that is still bees only 20 20 inches tall so that's kind of cool it's not like a lot of astilbes are more like 2 feet and 3 feet so this one's not too tall
1: and yeah. it's not it doesn't require the wet the water
2: it, it still would yeah it would do better with consistent wet unfortunately okay. it's a little bit more drought, result, res, drought resistant than some of them um A lot of, I think it's the old, not the old fashioned ones, but the ones that have been around for a lot longer um, definitely need more moisture. They're starting to be more
0: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, needing less moisture, but um, they still, they do better. Same with the bug banes, the uh, symphysifugas, they like lots of moisture as well.
1: Okay. But again,
2: keeping moisture, right. mulch our beds after add some compost. There's different Mm -hmm. ticks, trips and tick trips and Yep. So I'm sure you guys have. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. (laughs) It comes out, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The other one I was going to talk about, and this is another one that does well with a little more moisture, but I grow it dry. Um, Honestly, our display beds and our stock beds get moisture when it rains. Okay. When it rains here, we collect our water and our water goes into tanks and we have a lot of them around the property and then we transport we pump it from one area to the next and then we water our pots when they need it so that's what we use the collected rainwater for once in a while if we actually have excess water which doesn't happen usually but you never know who knows um that's when we'll water you know our we'll say beds in general and always when we plant new things in back in the ground we always water then um, but Ligularia is one. So Ligularia, it's called tractor seat. Um, <laughs> the the leaves, if you can imagine what a tractor seat looks like. So yeah. a 16 wide tractor seat. That's the size of this leaf. It's gigantic. Um, wow. Now Ligularia, the flowers come in two types of forms. There's the type of form that um, like the rocket and stuff where it's cylindrical. um, and then the other ones that look more like a daisy, this one has more like the daisy type flower, oh, um, right. but it's three feet high. It'll get three feet wide, brand new this year. Um, definitely, you know, anything that like a still or, or Ligularia and even hostas, Cause I'll talk about them. Of course. Um, <laughs> when we're transplanting them from the nursery pots that you buy them into your own garden, add compost. Cause that's going to hold the, retain the water mm-hmm. and the moisture. Right. Yeah. And, uh, help that way. Yeah. yeah. So tractor seats, uh, it's that's pretty cool.
1: Interesting. Tractor yeah. seat. Yeah. But it yeah. certainly provides the
2: visual, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's a great name and you know, the names basically come from whoever's developed the plants. Yeah. They're the parents sort of speak. So they get to
1: name um, their babies, <laughs> name
2: the babies. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, <laughs> and then hostas, host is sticking with still sort of the part shade, um, to full shade if you have full shade they're pretty good. Um there's a lot of new hostas. Um I try to bring in the ones that I'll say are more reasonable. So the ones that are under $25. Um there's some new hostas I can bring in, but they're way more than that. And I don't mm. I just don't want to carry those ones. I don't want to have that kind of a price point. That's sort of my top end for my hostas is is usually the $25 one. Um, so this new one's called Voices in the Wind.
1: Ooh, I love the name. That's a cool I, name. I
2: just, it's a very cool name. Um, and it's very ruffled and it's very weight. Wa- so very ruffled, wavy. Um, it's a wedge shaped leaf. You know, there's so many different shapes and sizes. It's 17 inches tall. So that's not too tall. That's sort of what we'll call a medium. Um, and it's a blue green with an extra um, ruffled edge with creamy yellow. So creamy yellow is the edges, which in the hostile world, we call them margins. Um, So it's quite attractive. Yeah. So voices in the wind. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another one that's similar. It's just more of a heart shape and more um, corrugated. So not a smooth leaf. It actually looks dimply and it's called trendsetter. Yeah. Trendsetter. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. It's, a lot sh- uh, shorter. It's only one foot high. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Nice. Exciting. So there's new hostas for all of our hosta lovers out there. There is. There's another one. Um, I don't know. Do you guys ever
2: remember that song Seasons in the Sun?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So yes.
2: One- yes. So there's one called Season in the Sun. I like any of the ones that are um, just pure gold. Um, so this one's very large it's 28 inches high um Ooh. but it has um a rippled edge it reminds me actually there's one called delta dawn it's very similar to that but um it's got a really okay. nice gold color and i love you know gold looks amazing in the shade or in the part shade because mm-hmm. it really um, lightens yeah. up the area and yeah. often that's what we need is to look at the foliage colors
1: mm mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the texture and the foliage colors are so key for, for shade, you know? Yes,
2: yes, for sure.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, and then, um, go ahead.
0: Oh, yep. No, I was going to sure. say, so what else is on the list? This is getting <laughs> very exciting. Yeah,
2: so, um, so thinking about sort of, again, part shade to full shade, um, there's heucheras and heucheras, uh, heucheras so that's corbels. Um, there's a new one, and it's called Smoke and Mirrors. It's really Ooh. cool. Um, if you recall, the, uh, for the, the listeners out there, um, corbels are really grown more for their foliage. They do have really cool flowers. They're more delicate, and they're usually mm-hmm. on stands that are, you know, 12 inches above, and they're little bells, yeah. um, which the hummingbirds love. So I love Anything that will attract hummingbirds, or of course bees and butterflies, um, but this one the the foliage is kind of a, a pewter gray color, but the flowers are blush rose. So they're Ooh. it's a nice contrasting a nice. flower. Yeah, and they're eight inches high, so they're not that tall. Um, the big thing I always like to um, pass on to my customers is try to get corbels in. Um, I don't know, I'd say before the middle of July, so that they have a long time for their roots to develop because they don't have, when they're newer, they don't have uh, big root systems. um, And they need longer to establish themselves. So they don't heave, which they're prone for in the spring. So in another couple weeks, We need to kind of go out to our gardens when it's not so mucky, probably three weeks, four weeks from now. But one of the first things I always try to do is look for the corbels or anything related in that family, so hucarellas, tiorellas, that they haven't come up out of the soil. And if they have, I always suggest um, beside the plant, go with a little trowel, go down on an angle beside the plant, Pull out some dirt, so you're kind of making a little sinkhole, and then push okay. it back down. Okay. Um, sometimes you can gently step on them to push them back down, but it matters how much they've come back up. But right. what you want is their crown, so the bottom of the plant, to be at soil level. So you'll notice if they've popped. But they that happens, and it happens a lot if the plant hasn't had time to get itself rooted, basically, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah. so that's better to do than pouring like new soil on top. Like, do you, would you ever recommend mm-hmm. like adding soil on top? So, if you add soil on top, what happens when we get
2: a hard rain is it's just going to wash the soil away? It hasn't the roots aren't going to go where they need to be. Like the okay. plant's not going to yeah be rooted. Um, so, hucarella. So we have um, corbels, which is hucara, and then we have tiarala, which is foam flower. And then when they crossbreed these, they come up with hucarella. So corbels and Hucra, same, want well drained soil, whereas your foam flower and your tiarella can handle a little bit more moisture. Hucarella are kind of like the best match in between. Okay. Um, there's a new one called Copper King. So copper king, obviously copper colored foliage. Um, if you imagine Um, a fancier leaf than an oak leaf that kind of a shape but with all the different um, tones of copper and the leaves are five inches across
0: huge
2: yeah so excited to get this one Uh, but it's zone five so anyone that's in the zone two three four Canadian zone two three four this is not going to it's not gonna um be any easy care for you.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> right? It's gonna it's gonna yeah, yeah. So um it's I think it was bred out of one that we've had in the past called hopscotch. Um, but this one's way bigger. And I love all those uh copper tones. It's another color to
0: mm-hmm. yeah. throw
2: in there, right?
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: with your yellows and your blues and it look
0: really cool. Yeah. I just quickly looked it up too. <clears throat> Um, it's really neat, too, the uh, the lobes, how, like, dissected, extra dissected, and weighty yeah. the margin is, too. Yeah, it's very so cut. Really, yeah, very, yeah, very cut. Yeah, yeah so edgy. Yeah, very edgy. Yes. And, yeah, nice texture added to it, too, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: I forgot only, to tell you. Only my, a bunch of oh, plant nerds would be calling a plant edgy,
0: right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and looking it up while we're talking about
2: it. Thank goodness for technology, right? So in 2022, um, I brought in a new one. And I don't normally go backwards, but I have to because it sold out so quickly when people started seeing it online, when I did my pre sales, it didn't sell very well in 2022. But when I opened, oh my gosh, so it's a hosta, it's called silly string. And it um, will mature they don't obviously I can't sell mature plants but they're a good size they're like in a gallon usually um, but they're just um, if you remember like curly fries
1: yeah, um,
2: yeah. just very thin and uh, but it's blue. So there's been Ooh. no really thin leafed blue and just yes. lots of thin yeah it looks like a big spider plant but it's all blue. Oh, so cool. it's called silly string. it's really cool. And then last year was another new one similar only gold leaves and it's called party streamer so they're really cool and they're like 14 inches high so they can just be be bopping around the edge of a garden or you know what I mean like just
1: yeah yeah and
2: it's so cool to have all those different colors textures yeah yeah. textures and different leaves and forms and
1: yeah. yeah. And I could see those even being really interesting in, um, pots, you know, as long as you oh, put them, you know, put them in yes. the ground for winter, but you yep. can have a lot of fun with hostas, especially kind of oh. cool ones in yeah. containers, right. Instead of spending your money on annuals. I do that. Well, of course I do that. <laughs> yes, of course you do. <laughs>
2: I do that. My patio faces East. So it's, it's a great place. And I, um, I always throw in, um, I usually throw in hostas and corbels and some ferns. There's a fern I love that's called crested fern. It's like Japanese painted fern on steroids. So it's a lot taller. Um, and it's a proven winner's one. It's great. But um, I love throwing that. And then I throw a hosta usually in that has fragrant flowers because it's the patio. And when they ah, bloom, it yes. fills the patio. So like guacamole, stained glass, holy mm-hmm. mole, avocado. There's so
0: many of them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for oh, sure. That's great.
2: Yeah. It's
0: so well, as we reach the bottom of the hour, Dawn, I'm going to just jump in and do our little mid show station ID uh, sure. and just say uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on Reality Radio 101. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co host and co author, Joanne Shaw, and you're listening to Down the Garden Path. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the guests that join us here on the show. Don't forget, you can spend more time with us down the garden path. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at down the garden path podcast is our handle there. And don't forget, you can find us on your favorite podcast providers with lots of past episodes. While you're there, please hit that subscribe button to be notified of new content don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment. We love hearing from you. You can always write us here at Down the Garden Path Podcast at hotmail.com. So, Dawn, just before we continue with these list of your favorite easy, or sorry, we're on the new uh, perennials for 2023. <laughs> um, if you haven't, or if you're following along your and you're listening to these wonderful descriptions from Dawn, uh, definitely don't forget to pop over to her website with an S, uh, She has a wonderful search feature there where you can search all through her amazing plants and a lot of these ones, uh, so far all of them, uh, that you are mentioning are popping up so you can see them, you can shop them, there's great additional information for those uh, plant nerds out there who want to follow <laughs> along <laughs> and see what we're talking about. That's the one thing of Zoom, right? You can't yes. Can't see us. <laughs> yeah exactly plant nerds yes the three of us are <laughs> yes yes exactly
1: exactly I'm we'll just seeing the, the copper Starge. king yeah I'm just seeing the copper king on your on the, the picture too and it, it is beautiful That's cool. yeah, yeah it is sure. beautiful um and apple twist is that new it's not new actually okay. it's been
2: around maybe four years but it's got similar yeah. coloration it's cool yeah okay. yeah There's so many. Oh, my gosh. I know. know.
1: And although when you do a design, so it's very funny. So when you do a design, there's so many varieties. When you do a design and you specify a variety, you will get a call back to say, well, we don't have that one, but we've got this one that looks similar. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's so many. Yeah. If you're repeating
2: the same variety and, you know, somebody needs 10 or 15 or five or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Only got three left of this one. That's happened to yeah. me. Where you know designers will say, "Hey, how many of those do you have left?" Because my website won't show you exactly how many. It just says right. it's in stock, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. So, so what? Um... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just say what's next on the list. So I was, um, you know, often when we think about certain kinds of plants in a certain family. Um, Often we're shied away because we know we've grown this one and it does this. But sometimes, for example, bee balm or monarda. um, So a lot of people have experience with the one and there's the native one. It spreads like crazy. It's gorgeous. But there are a whole bunch of newer ones and they keep coming out with new ones every year Mm -hmm. that stay contained. So they will clump and each year the clump will get bigger and some of them are a little faster than others Um, and they're not tall. So the native one is like three feet tall. There's some that are as low as like 12 inches. So Mm -hmm. the new one this year is called red velvet. It's another one of the proven winter selections, but it's, it's two feet tall. There's some that are 12 feet tall, but I personally love throwing a little bit of red here and there because again, the hummingbirds, but it doesn't matter what color your bee bombs are. The hummingbirds are going to come to it anyways, whether they're native or not. Um, But anyways, yeah. So red velvet, there's a whole bunch of uh, pardon me. Like they're all, it just goes on and on. So the colors are from sort of, there are white ones, but I've never had any success bringing the white ones in. Not that they're not successful. I just haven't, um, been successful with them, but there's light pinks like pink frosting. It was out quite a few years ago. I still bring it in every year because it's gorgeous. Right into the reds and then the purples and then the magentas, um, and again, twelve inches right up to about two and a half feet tall for these newer ones that clump. So make sure if you want hummingbirds that you throw at least a couple of different varieties of those in. The other thing that's really nice about bee balm that a lot of people don't realize is they can take full sun two part shade. That is a good point. So you can throw those again, the whole sun thing, east facing is usually sun up until one or two in the afternoon. So that's a perfect place for almost anything. Mm Because you're getting enough sun for stuff like coneflowers and dailies. And you're getting enough shade, the afternoon part for like your hostas and your bee bombs and all that other stuff
1: okay now do you find the smaller um newer varieties are a little because then one thing about the native one is not only is it tall but it does get can get mildewy so do you find oh, thank that you. yeah yes. do you find that some of the that, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes the newer ones
2: are more mildew resistant and one thing to help that whole situation with the mildew because you know you'll come across that with flocks as well is to let some air, let, let the plants breathe don't have them um your plant so close um okay. and i'm i'm guilty of that here i mm-hmm. i run I'm running out of space so i have i jam stuff in right um but i jam stuff in and now the weed seeds won't germinate cuz it's too <laughs> it's too shady yeah too shady for the weed seeds. so there's kind of you know but anyways yes yeah, so there the newer ones are more mildew resistant um, for sure. And uh, yeah, the, the native one does get mildew and a lot of the yeah. older varieties, they get mildew as well. They do. Yeah. If, if somebody said to me, what's your top low maintenance perennial? If I'm just a, like, sometimes people will be just beginning, right. We've had a lot of that in the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, sedum, number one, full sun, full sun, baking sun and sedum. Holy Hannah. I don't know how many of the varieties were there. Like there was, you know what I mean. Like say there was fifty varieties ten years ago. Now there's like four hundred. Like it's just crazy. Wow. There are so many. Last yes. year I think I brought in five new varieties. Okay. Um, and yeah, are these what, the just, the bigger group, bigger ones, or the is this? Mostly, um, yeah, sort of twelve inches, uh, fifteen inches, maybe up to thirty inches or so. Um, there's not a lot of new. Um, ground cover type or okay or um lower clumping ones but there's still some older ones that are um shorter like fireworks is amazing Mm, angelina's a ground cover it's amazing uh Eye, that's the blue one with the pink edge i love that one yeah and and those ones i'll never not carry as long as the growers still grow them so that i can get them in Um, but there's a new one Um, it was out last year I didn't put it on the website because I wasn't sure if I was going to get it but I did get it it's called strawberry milkshake oh so it's cool so it's got the dark foliage with the light pink contrasting flowers but you got to remember sedum flowers late so it's flowering like August September so that's when it's really neat when they do have neat colored foliage because that's what you're going to see for most of the season Mm -hmm. right so the dark like last year was back in black that was a new one super super dark and then uh uh, coral jade was another new one and it has pinkish um not pink coral colored um flowers and it's really cool um there's another one i don't know what your favorite dessert is but it's called (laughs)
1: tiramisu oh yeah that is my that is my favorite (laughs) Is it mine yeah, too? that's on. The, well, that's my favorite non-chocolate. Maybe there's a little bit of dusting of chocolate, but I, I'm always I'm that club that club that's like if it doesn't have chocolate in it, then it's really not a dessert. Like those fruit things okay. that you know <laughs> they have. I'm like at a restaurant. I'm like, that's, yeah, no. That's like my up. That's yeah.
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, but except for tiramisu. So when there's tiramisu, yes. but then the, you know there's nothing like getting your hopes up and then it not being good tiramisu, <laughs> and then it's like, ah, right. <laughs> that's right. That's but, right. Uh, very cool. Um, yeah,
2: so I like, obviously, I have choc- I love chocolate too, but anything to do with coffee, I just, oh my gosh, I can't drink coffee now past noon because I'll just be up all night. But anyways, I love coffee flavor. Um, so tiramisu is same, similar, but it's only 80, 18 inches tall. So that's okay. nice. It's not, right, the two feet, three feet or whatever. And it has the dusty uh, flowers that are almost a, have a tinge of brown to them, a cream. Okay. Yeah, so really nice and contrasting. And it's nice to see the blooms later, like our core, our coneflowers, they bloom right into, you know, October or whatever, but there's not a lot of stuff that's really super late. What else can I tell you about? Um, I think something that's very underrated is Siberian iris. Yeah, like, I love grasses. I don't have any, I don't carry a lot of grasses anymore. We just have to, um, I don't know tighten the list up a little bit i guess we'll say but siberian <laughs> iris to me it's like they're they're easy care they clump they their foliage is straight up and gives you that vertical interest and then mm-hmm. bang they bloom on top they don't bloom for a terribly long amount of time yeah. but they're so elegant yeah. right and same thing with your your um the heights they're sort of 20 inches up to about 36. But I love the color blue. So Iris Blue Sky sky Mirror is um, a new one that we brought in. It was actually brought in last year, um, but it's gorgeous. And it's light blue uh, falls. So that's the three petals that fall down. They're called oh, Okay. Falls. Yeah. And the up, upright ones, they're all blue, but they have um, in the middle of the falls, it's dark blue and it kind of veins and bleeds out. Mm. Which is just, yeah,
0: gorgeous. That would be gorgeous, beautiful.
2: Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then wow. um, going back to, um, I was just going to finish on daylilies. lilies. Um, I'm actually going to look at the website here. Um, so day lilies get a really bad rap.
1: <laughs> a lot
2: of people that start out, and you know, somebody will give them a piece, and sometimes it's the unfortunately the, the yes. ditch. Yeah. I call it ditch lily. It's not yeah. called ditch lily. It's called flava. Yeah. But that's what they know as a daylily. Yeah. So then it's taken over half the yard and that's what they think they all do. They don't. All the hybrids that most growers sell clump. Yes. So you'll get a pot. There'll be three or four fans, shoots or fans in the daylily world. Um, there's a, a new one um, called Double Pardon Me. So double means it has a lot more petals. It's gorgeous. It looks like a peony, but it's a red, burgundy red. Um The other one is my favorite. Oh, my gosh. It's called Storm Shelter.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, what's that? (laughs) Yeah, so it was Proven Winners. Um, They come out with a lot of really good ones. And uh, you'll have to look it up on the website. You know, this... Trying to explain... yeah oh
1: my god it's, oh we do that all the time here dawn we're always like and we yeah. talk with our hands like matt and i are like doing this yeah, yeah, like, you yeah. know, nobody can see us, okay. but, you know, see us but yeah. you know <laughs> nobody
2: can see us So <laughs> it's a, mo- a movie purple pink with a dark edge a dark center so when we talk in the daily world there's all these different characteristics there's the edge there's the inside they call that the throat there's a halo, there's an eye, like there's, right? There's like yeah. tons of color in it. Um, and it's just, it's gorgeous. And it's, uh, man, I think the the bloom is about five inches across. That's the other thing. I mean, same with, right? You can get a daily penny's worth is uh, about an inch across all the way to like seven or eight inches across mm-hmm. like primal mm-hmm. spring. It's crazy. Yeah. There's so, so many. Yeah. So give them <laughs> a try if you haven't give them another chance. Um there's some really good ones out there and they're not like there's there's ones that are a lot of money but there's lots that are, you know, 595 yeah. to to whatever yeah
1: yeah yeah it's amazing how they're still coming up with new uh you know varieties like it just seems you know it's <laughs> oh. they're hybridizing like crazy kind of thing and they and are. I agree with you I think between for me with daylilies it's between the common one the digitally like you said the or common yeah. orange one which is invasive and 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 then Stella like I think when Stella came out yeah. Uh, it was very successful for good reasons. It kept repeat yep. blooming and it was a nice size, but it was just everywhere in every public space and every park and every parking lot. Like it was just everywhere. And I myself, every when I that store. that was yep. pretty much when yep. I started being a designer, and every design had Stella. And then three yep. years later, the clients hated you because they got sick of Stella, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> so maybe five a years. A prettier mm. yellow
2: than Stella and blooms better than Stella is Happy Returns.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what a nice name, Happy, Happy Returns, Returns, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite little yellow, and it it just blooms and blooms and blooms. And the last one is another daylily. It's called Lake of Fire, and it's very similar to Storm Shelter, just oh. way bigger, way roughlier, and way different colors. It's more like the peachy pinks, um, okay. and it's gorgeous. Called Lake of Fire. Yeah
1: excellent well this certainly gives yeah. our listeners a taste of what to look for either at your location east of uh, east of the gta um near peterborough or uh in their local uh, uh garden center and you must yeah. p- spend a lot of time you know looking and researching things right yeah because i can't bring all the new stuff in right mm-hmm.
2: so yeah you kind of have to um keep trying to Narrow the list
1: down
0: to a full <laughs> <Yes. couple> amount.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Matt's saying we have three listener questions. So go awesome. for it, Matt.
0: Yeah. So before we go, we have some perennial questions from our listener. John has written in, uh, hello, how soon can we plant our perennials? John is in the GTA. So GTA is about probably two or three weeks warmer than us.
2: Um, I always say... Um, it's, you don't want it to be muddy. So you want it, the soil to be workable. Mm -hmm. You want it to be warmer, especially for some things. flowers are sort of the last thing you want to plant. You really want to be able to touch the soil and it be warm. Um, So I, no one has a crystal ball to say when all our snow is going to be gone and when all that weather is going to be proper. Right. Um, I'd say keep, keep tuned with your social media channel and mine. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) Because we can't give you a date. Yeah, from year to year. We can say, you know, I know for us sort of for our veggies and stuff like that. And the last frost dates, it's usually um, later in May. But we've had years where we get storms in May. Yeah, don't touch touch wood, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really usually 100%. you can
1: plant them before 100%. that, right? You can plant them before that, those last frost days. But yes, you're yep. right. We don't know when the soil, when yep. the nighttime temper. a lot of it's nighttime temperatures too, uh, That's right. John, so it's tricky. And depending so, on what it is he's planting. Yes, yeah. Right? If it's
0: so John, horse, you're, you're just going to have to stay tuned Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monique- with us on Monday nights. Monique also writes in, hello, when is the best time to cut back our perennials? Oh, that's a good one.
2: Um, And a very good question. I'm glad she's asked. Uh, We want all the beneficial insects and uh, salamanders and butterflies and all that kind of stuff to be safe. So we don't want to cut back too early. Um, If you do feel like, um, so you don't, again, you don't want it to be muddy. You want it to be um, at least 10 during the day for a consecutive like week or two. And you want things to be dried up. If you go around walking on your gardens, you're going to compress the soil. Um, and I'm sure you guys can add to everything that I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so it depends on where you live in your zone and stuff like that. Uh, we usually start doing our cleanup, but we won't get rid of the debris. We don't have composting facilities here, believe it or not. We have them in our area, though, so our stuff goes to that. But we'll just gather stuff up and um, clean up, and usually by the first week of May or so, we're we're pretty much done. But we're really conscientious of all the creatures and critters. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, not not to rush that at all, uh, at all. Yeah, yeah, take your time. We yeah. totally agree with you.
0: Yeah. Lastly, Kelly's written in and says, "Hello, when does Gardens Plus open for the season?" <laughs> Great question. Thank you. (laughs) So
2: this is our 26th season. We've been sticking with the weekend of Mother's Day. This year, Mother's Day doesn't land until a little later in May, but we're going to stick with Thursday, May 11th. At this point, keep tuned on the website. It could change. If miraculously spring comes early and it stays consistent, you never know. We might do a pop-up little weekend before. But at this point, Our hours are on our website and it's May 11th, which is a
0: Thursday at 10 a.m. Excellent. Very
1: nice. Excellent. Well, that is great.
0: And we know that May is fast approaching. We can definitely feel the change in the weather, at least here in the GTA on the first day of spring. It feels very nice. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us again, Dawn. Thank you for sharing all your new perennials and your picks and your advice with all of our listeners. Thank you so much. That time just flies.
1: <laughs> I know it does. Doesn't it? it does. Oh, it does. And I'm <laughs> excited to look up these and I'm wish you, we wish you huge success for 20, uh year 26. So that's wonderful. And hopefully I'll get out to visit you again. That'd be awesome. Always yeah. look forward to it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Bye. guys. That'd be great. Okay. Thanks John. Thanks John. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And of course, we'll have all Dawn's contact information and social media and website on our show notes uh, for you so that you can find her as well. So,
0: Matt? That is right. So I think uh, our ending segment of our stepping stones, uh, I think we had a lot of our great listener questions about, uh, you know, perennials and related perennials and what to do. And, and Dawn, very much echoing what we like to say here on the show, right? You know, just there's a use for them they are out there to provide homes and shelters and sources mm-hmm. for our beneficial insects so don't be too eager as much as we are eager already yes sure. yeah
1: so yeah like if next weekend is nice and warm all of a sudden and and uh, you know please resist it's not time to be walking out it's not time to be uh cutting things back Uh, that type of thing. So uh, so yeah, so it's okay to give it some time and wait for the evening temperatures to warm up and let the bugs start waking up and all of that. So yeah, um, and I have to shout out to Sam who wrote in saying, um, oh, no, don't say creamy yellow. Joanne just barfed. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> Sam, I'm fine with yellow foliage. I just don't like yellow flowers. So, hey, <laughs> uh, I'm happy to have some. And yellow in the in the shade is perfect. So, and I love my uh, yeah my yellow mops, uh, juniper evergreens, uh, not uh, not junipers, evergreens. So, uh, very funny, though. I'm so glad that everybody remembers that about me, not liking yellow, though. <laughs> so, that is hilarious. Um, that is hilarious. <laughs> I know. No, wow. So thank you. So yeah, so when we talk about we want to give you tips like from our book, uh, Down the Garden Path, a step by step guide to your Ontario garden. Um, and that is one something we would say is, you know, in March, it's not time to be out there walking in the garden, it's not time to be cutting things back. Um, You know, one thing you could do, and I was thinking about that today, depending on where the sun is, like we still have good piles of snow kind of scattered about mostly in the shade. And I noticed some some dry spots where like I think that's getting a lot of sun right now with no leaves on the trees. So you can even move some of your snow, you know, to like areas where they get a lot of sun and you can almost be like naturally watering your plants that way. Because I notice I'm a little worried about the first year that I planted. Oh, my gosh, it's gone right out of my head. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Carol Mackey. Um, oh, your are Daphne. Daphne, my two Daphnes. And they're losing, their leaves look a little crispy, Matt. Um, so I'm thinking I might, and I think I did some reading about you don't want the roots to dry out. So I'm wondering yeah. if I just make some snow and kind of get them watered. Uh, so yeah, so if that's something, you know, if you've got a particular area and you, you or you, you know, want to spread the, you know, the snow from your, from your north side uh, area and, and just
0: push it over to uh, some sun. That's a great tip. Yeah, exactly. That snow is a source of water for those spring plants and an insulation for those root zones when they're asleep, right? Uh, That snow is mostly air, believe it or not, and a great insulation for all of our sleepy perennials yet. Yeah, for sure. So that's our sipping stone. So just um, kind of what Dawn echoed, right? is uh yeah move some snow uh don't jump out there too early i know again like our perennials, that lawn care is on its way i'm sure Mm -hmm. Uh, no questions tonight where's everybody yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, Yeah. they're all asleep what uh no
1: (laughs) yes yes and i know we've taught we've um we've mentioned it very briefly at the end of the last few shows but we are now on youtube so we wanted to talk a little bit about that no, you don't get to see us in our state of whatever we are on Monday nights <laughs> at seven o'clock, but you do get to see, you get to listen to us. So if that's something that you want, if you miss us live and you don't do podcasts and then, you know, you can
0: go to our channel, right, Matt? That's right. You can go to Down the Garden Path podcast is our channel at YouTube, the so same as our our Facebook and our Instagram as well, because you can find we're slowly posting all the past episodes which are wonderful there so if you're looking for more perennial tips or month in the garden or lawn care we've got some episodes and some wonderful guests there for you as well mm-hmm. we're also down at down the garden path podcast on patreon we've had mm-hmm. some people ask how they can support the podcast and uh you know it's Uh, yeah, basically support Joanne and I and our efforts here to bring you a commercial free and all this wonderful gardening information. So we decided to start a Patreon so you can buy us a coffee uh, for two bucks and support us monthly uh, just to contribute to the show. We also have a tier where you can join us at the end of every month after our month in the garden episode, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, everything. You can share your pictures, your design dilemmas, Mm -hmm. uh, ask us questions, uh, just kind of uh, meet and greet and chat after the show about everything gardening. So uh, that's a $10 tier a month, which is great because I think uh, you've said it in the past episodes, you have two educated landscape designers professional design professionals here in the industry uh we don't even bill ourselves out at ten dollars <laughs> and
1: yeah ten dollars uh for half an hour yeah to spend so we literally send you a zoom link and that's next week so our uh april in the garden is next monday right. uh right so that's we're we we love our end of the month garden sh- uh episodes so yeah so if, uh, at the end of one of those months if you've got questions like matt said pictures or you want to spend some extra time chatting with us then anybody who signs up for that will get a zoom link and you get to uh, show us your pictures and talk to us about your dilemmas and uh, see us in person on zoom. That's right. See (laughs) us in person on zoom. So, uh, so yeah, so we hope, uh, we think it's a worthwhile worthwhile thing to, uh, to have us, but uh, you know, that's just us,
0: (laughs) but maybe that's just us. (laughs) That's right. That's right. As we come into the last two or so minutes of the show, we do have a lot of exciting uh, content yet coming up. So just like you had said, April in the garden is next month. Uh, so get your design dilemmas, your pictures, your April garden questions already. Uh, love to hear from any of our listeners further south uh, in the United States. I mean, North Carolina, for example. Uh, is much further ahead than we are as far as temperatures and things. So what are you guys doing in your garden? What does it look like there? We'd love to hear from you and have you share some pictures and stories and some of your favorite uh, easy care perennials from wherever you live, for sure. So stay tuned for next week, April in the Garden. And then it's April 3rd. We are joined by, and I think maybe you could talk a little bit more than about this uh, than I, but uh, Niagara Bee Way. Um, mm-hmm. so they're going to join us on the show talking all about the care of bees they are
1: uh yep the bee industry and the care of bees we're going to learn from them they're in the niagara area hence niagara Beeway. way um so we're looking forward to getting an update on how our bees are doing how our uh um, our native bees are doing as well as uh, some of the bees that we need to import to help and assist our farmers and uh, so yeah so it's uh it's a great organization I stumbled upon and I'm, I'm really looking forward to learning more about them in our show.
0: Yeah bees and pollinators are always such an interesting topic so very much looking forward to talking to Niagara Beeway. Uh, we've got uh, the whole lineup April 10th and uh, 17th uh, just a heads up we are going to be away so we will have some repeat episodes. But uh, knowing this far in advance, what kind of episodes might you want to hear us repeat? What topics are you thinking about going into the spring of 2023? Do mm. you want to hear a repeat on lawn? Do you want to talk pollinators or monarchs? More about perennials. So maybe just over the next couple of shows, uh, you can write us in and let us know. But don't forget, you can always reach Joanne and I at Down the Garden Path podcast at hotmail.com and let us know what you're thinking about or you would like to hear about. And then by the time uh, we come back, it's May in the garden. Where is this time flying? Mm-hmm. Where is this time flying?
1: <laughs> That's right. And don't forget our Facebook. So if you do want to drop us a line uh, on our Facebook group as well, if you if you, there's a topic, even if it's not during that time we're away, if there's something you want to hear about or learn about uh, coming up. Uh, this season, then we would love to know because we're you know we're get, we've got a lot of feelers out. We've got a lot of people signing up for shows, and uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, or if you are listener and you want to talk to us about something, uh, you know, um, we would. I know, and I forget because there is some. We need to do water conservation because we do have a listener who's emailed a few times, so that's yeah. definitely on our list. And uh, yeah, so we just really want to so much. We've covered so much over the last nine years, and there's still always more to cover. So we thank you very much for always listening to us and uh, enjoying our show. That's right.
0: We look forward to talking with you all next week. Until then, enjoy your first week of spring. And uh, thank you for joining us here down the garden path, live on Reality Radio 101. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your host Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing right here on Reality Radio 101.